Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique real estate firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing consultants who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my real estate team member, Mary Baker, and I, along with the director of Boston Connect Real Estate, Melissa Wallace, provide you with our unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We like to mix it up sometimes, so not only will you hear our perspective on real estate topics, but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And hello to all my South Shore neighbors. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. My name is Melissa Wallace, and I am in the studio by myself, but I am joined via Zoom by Sharon McNamara. Hello, Sharon. Hello, hello from beautiful Eggertown. Here I am. Just say good morning. Did you realize it was too late in the day so far? (laughs) I know. Good morning. Good morning. I'm here. I made it, so... And then you'll be here with me next weekend, actually, and uh, yeah. sarah, sarah, right? Yeah, we uh, will. We'll be we'll be partying it up on on uh, the the boat over there with Mr. McNamara, Captain McNamara. Um, yeah. So I am joined via Zoom with Sharon McNamara, and then we have a very special guest today. I believe it's her first time on the show. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just like shaking your head. I'm like, we, we have to, we have to talk. It's a, it's a talk show. <laughs> Although uh, everyone on Facebook can see us, but, um, but yeah, so we have to, we have to get a little out of our comfort zone, but today we are joined by Liz Costa, who is Sharon's sister. Hi, Liz. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm hanging in there, hanging in there. I Good, good, good. I know. I feel like I haven't seen you in person in a while, so you'll have to uh, you'll have to come by and say hi. Absolutely, swing on by the office. Swing on by yeah. the office. Um, but today we are joined by Liz because we are talking about condos, and Liz just happens to live in a condo. So we're going to be talking about the pros and cons of condos, what it really means to sell a condo, buy a condo, all the important factors that go into that. Sharon and I were um, sort of on the same wavelength this week, right, Sharon? With, that was uh, so weird was because so I weird. wasn't sure if I had 
because we were discussing, Liz, and to all of IWATD listeners, uh, we were discussing what we were going to discuss um, on Saturday, and I sent Melissa a text. I think it was on Thursday, well, Friday. Thursday. Said, hey, why don't we, Thursday, I was like, hey, why don't we discuss condos on the radio show this weekend? And she's like, already have the agenda going. So we were definitely on the same yeah. page. So Yeah, well, uh, Sharon and I met last week, and we talked about this list that we had created a while ago um, with all these topics that we we could talk about on the show. So I looked back on Thursday morning and I pulled two topics from there. I talked to Julia about it and I said, you know, why don't we go with condos? I'll let Sharon know. Got busy. An hour later, you text me, what about condos? I'm like, are you reading my mind? It's like, so weird. Me? I'm like, yeah, I already got a, I already got an emotion here. And then uh, one of our agents, uh, Michelle Fay, came in and we were talking about condos because she's getting ready to put a condo on um, the market in Halifax. So um, exciting stuff. Exciting yeah. stuff. But, um, and too, I asked my sister to join us because the past couple of weeks we've been discussing, you know, insurance and things like that. A couple of weeks ago, I had you know, my insurance person on my insurance broker, Sean Cunning from Sullivan Garrity. I had him on and um, we were discussing condos and I explained the situation of something that happened at my sister's house. So I thought this would be a really good show for her to join us with because she also learned some things when it comes to insurance that people should be aware of when you are living in a condo. So Liz, do you want to just give a synopsis? Don't go too deep into, um, you know, um, into the details of everything that went on with the insurance, but maybe just a little highlight of like where you live in the condo development and things like that. Sure. Um, I live in the Gables condos. They're located in Abington, Mass. Um, I live in a one floor unit um, and I do have a neighbor who lives under me. Um, and so you're I, in a one level, you actually, you have a one level unit, but you're up on the second floor. Yeah, just, to, up just the, to, yep. yeah, just to get the vision for all of our listeners. <laughs> I'm mm -hmm. up on the second floor, so I have a, uh, a person who does live under me. Um, I'm on the second floor. Again, I'm at uh, the Gables in Abington. Um, I love my condo. Uh, that is a pro <laughs> for living in a condo. I have almost 1,600 square feet. I have two bedrooms, two full wow, bedrooms. I didn't know you had so much uh, space there. Yes, it's a very oh. large condo. And ironically, the reason why I bought it is because when I was selling my house to downsize, I wanted a condo big enough for my dining room, so. <laughs> That's how she chose. She chose because she wanted something big enough for her dining room set. That's so, so funny. I mean, I just hate walking into condos and you see the front door. You come in the front door and you see the back door. That to me is not a home. That to me is a closet. So, and um, I found this condo and absolutely loved it. I've been here uh, over 10 years now and I've never had any issues i love it i love not doing yard work snow removal uh, <laughs> it's just perfect for me and it's perfectly situated in abington where i can just hop right on route 18 and head into boston because i do work in boston so and then it's close enough to my sister and parents who are in pembroke it's only like 20 minutes down the street back roads so it's a great location for me and that's you know i love it so i didn't mm -hmm. know if you wanted me to explain my yeah, so you just give a quick synopsis of what happened a couple of weeks ago. And okay. this is what we will get into a little bit too, and um, Melissa has a full agenda, but Mel, we'll just have her sort of set the stage a little bit about, okay. uh, but we can talk about, you know, 
when you do own a condo, there are pros and cons to owning a condo. Um, and also to IWA TV listeners, let me back up a little bit. And to anyone who's watching us on Facebook, good morning. Um, I am calling from beautiful Eggertown Harbor this morning if you are watching us on Facebook. Um, but if you want to call in, if you have any questions, comments about this subject um, or anything to do with real estate, Saturday is your day to do that. We're also around on Friday, uh, Tuesdays, 781-837-4900, 781 781- 837-4900. George is in today for Tim. So uh, George is our main guy on Tuesday and he's joining us today so he can pipe you through with any questions. For sure. Feel free to call in. Awesome. Thank you. So Liz, just give a little um, update about, we'll talk about pros and cons, but tell everybody what happened. Don't get into the insurance part yet though. Okay. Um, about a month ago, I needed to have my central air conditioning unit replaced Um, my condenser, which sits outside the unit. As a condo owner, you are responsible for your furnace, your air conditioner, condenser, anything like that. So I reached out to um, my guy who's been servicing my air conditioner for the past several years, and we decided to go for it and replace it. So he had to replace the system outside, which we knew. Uh, However, the newer systems are made with, I think, a different type of freon or they require a different type of evaporator coil system which is the system that sits on top of your furnace so he's like we're going to need to replace that as well and I was like sure just do your thing go for it so my furnace sits in a large utility closet and in this closet I have my washer and dryer tower and then my furnace Um, and because he didn't want to have to or not have to but um, he couldn't replace the existing pipes that go from your furnace through your attic um, to, you know, dispel the bad gas when you have your heater on in the winter. So what he did was he cut them, put them back together with elbows. Everything worked out great. But for the coil system, he needed to do some soldering. He needed to take the copper pipes and, you know, get them heated so he could fuse them into my existing furnace. Now, with that said, when you own a condo, by law, the newer condos at least, they're um, set up with fire alarm sprinklers. So when these sprinkler heads reach 150 degrees in heat, they go off. So long story short, while he was in there soldering, he was just about finished, literally. He was like moments away from finishing what he had to do. My fire alarm sprinkler went off. And they do not sprinkle like when you think of a sprinkler, you know, they gush. I mean, it was like a fire hose pouring out of that closet. Uh, Needless to say, it just hit the ground and just flowed. So I literally had to have all my hardwood uh, removed. I had to have my carpets removed. I had to have some walls removed. I also had to have my ceiling removed um, in that utility closet. It is covered with plastic. But the mosquitoes that live up there are enjoying my air conditioning. That is a good thing. My air conditioner is working. <laughs> so the so, good news is, is you have central AC, <laughs> but the bad news is, is you don't have hardwood floors. Or a ceiling or some walls. And only half my unit right now has electric. Um, they had to shut all the power off um, in the severely damaged section of my condo because some wires and boxes need to be replaced. So. That is what happened to me about a month ago. <laughs> no. So, and Mel, I know that you have a full agenda here too, but one of the things I just want to say too is 
you know, what happened to you, it's not even such so much the newer condos, it's build, building code in every town okay. and obviously has something different. It's because there's so many units put together. So generally speaking, I think that the state code is if there are three units that are together, um, either on top of each other or side by side, um, that they would have to have that sprinkler system in place. So you are uh, the Gables, very, very big development. Actually, we happen to know the builders of that is Stonebridge Homes, which we actually um, do a lot of work for with new construction. So the good news is, is when you're in a condo, that may be a fair if you have somebody living next to you or under you or above you. What if they have a fire? Things are in place. So if that does happen, things are taken care of by a big sprinkler system. Mel, what do you have to join in on on this? I, I'm I'm just getting a setup, but um, okay. I, I, yeah, I I love that you're joining us, Liz, because I love when sort of people from I know we're from the real world, but like you're from the real world <laughs> in a sense. Like yes, you're 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 gonna you're on here talking about real estate, even though you're not in it every day like Sharon and I are. But um, we love hearing real stories, and you know I think we just try to keep it real. So um, do we want to start off? I know everybody has the agenda. Do we want to start off with this or do you want to continue on, you know, with your situation there, Liz? It's whatever Sharon wants. I can go in and talk about the insurance, the pros and cons and what people need to do serious due diligence before purchasing a condo to make sure they're covered. Or we can pick that up later in the show. I am happy to chime in with my experience and knowledge <laughs> why don't we why don't we instead of we'll have to we'll use that as a teaser so we do have some i mean liz gave me information that i wasn't even aware of so and you know she's lucky to have me as her sister because she could come to me and ask me questions i mean when she called me that day actually mel you were in the office i was on yeah. speakerphone like when i answered the phone i put liz on speakerphone and she was like ah. <laughs> It's floating, it's floating, it's floating. So, um, which is scary because that's your home. Um, but why don't we talk about maybe, Mel, if, I don't know if it's further in the agenda or not, but, um, you know, the pros and cons to living in a condo development, a townhouse or things like mm -hmm. that. So, yeah. Um, well, why don't we start with the pros? Liz, you said you love your condo. You let, you've been there for 10 years. Why do you love your condo? Why, do you, why did you want to live in a condo as opposed to a single family home? I'm a single person. I'm a single income person and I work a lot. I work in Boston, as I mentioned uh, prior, and it just suits my lifestyle. I'm very, I'm just a very kind of introverted as an adult. I wasn't so much years ago, <laughs> but I'm a homebody. I, I love being able to just come home and it's cozy. It's warm in my unit. I love it. I had it decorated <laughs> perfectly. Mm -hmm. um, and, again. And, and I don't have to worry about lawn maintenance. I mean, if I lived in a home, Sharon knows. And me. you did. Um, you did. I, did live in a home. I lived in a home before and I was miserable on Saturdays because Saturday, based on weather, one day was all yard work. I'd have to mow the lawn, do the weed whacking and blah, blah, blah. And then do the housework. And then on Sundays, do my errands and then back to the office on Monday. And it was just like constant. There was no downtime. There was no just being able to enjoy what you have because you always have to do something here. I don't have to worry about yard work. I don't have to worry about snow removal. I don't have to worry about, 
you know, things that you would have to worry about when you own a home. I mean, it, I still own it. I own yeah. stuff in. Um, I pay a mortgage, pay my taxes, pay my condo fees, pay my insurance um, premiums. Can I just make a comment on the condo fees? So I know you're saying I don't have to worry about these things, but you're also paying for them. Yes, I'm paying for that yeah. convenience. Exactly. Yes. So my condo fees are about $287 a month, which is kind of cheap. I mean, here at the Gables, we don't have like a pool or anything like that. We have, you know, the tennis courts, basketball courts, um, a large area with dumpsters, you know, for your trash. Um, they have a beautiful clubhouse that you can, you know, rent out and use for events. Um, there is a weight room, you know, an exercise area that you're, you know, free to use. And I, I don't know, I just like it. It's sort of like my own little gated community here. Like when I, mm -hmm. I'm at work and I deal with so much stress at work and I'm on, you know, from five in the morning till four at night and I'm just on, on, on. I like being able to come home, feel safe. I have neighbors that I talk to if, you know, I need to. And it's just, and I don't have to worry about all the, the noise outside. Like having mm -hmm. a, I got to paint the house next yeah. summer or, or yeah. things like that. It's just, it, it suits me. It's not for everybody because you are, you know, living with other people. Like I do hear noise from, you know, Angie, I mean, my neighbor downstairs, you know, I can mm -hmm. hear the door shut <laughs> or when her grandkids come over <laughs> the Olympics and I'm always like, Angie, seriously, are they trying to open the Olympics next year? Because if they run one more time, I'm going to kill them. <laughs> but, yeah. but for the most part, but I mean, that I, is something that you yeah. really consider, you know, and it's yeah. like one of the things that I did say to you said earlier, Liz, is, you know, during your accident with the, you know, the alarms going off and the sprinklers going off, it flooded your unit and it, it destroyed the unit destroyed. downstairs. It, it destroyed her unit. I mean, yeah. it's destroyed. And, but, you know, you have hardwood floors upstairs and, you know, this is one of the things that I think that people should be considering when they are purchasing a condo and when we're working as buyer's agents, these are the things that we discuss. When you're doing a side-by-side, -side, you have the consideration of, um, you know, what do you hear this way? When you're on top of each other, what do you hear with the person up above? A lot of condo developments had put in place that you couldn't have hardwood floors. So your unit was already built with them in there. Um, so she probably or potentially hears you when you have shoes on and stuff down below. So uh, those are things to sort of look at. Angie's very hard of hearing, so I am allowed to vacuum at six in the morning, and I don't have to worry about waking her up. <laughs> well, Angie's, Angie still isn't living in her unit, by the way, yeah. so, I mean, because um, of the accident. So. Yes. Um, ironically, I do have one person under me. I have two people beside me, and then on the other side of my master bedroom is a townhouse. Some are townhouses. We don't need to get into that, but I do not hear anything from my next-door neighbors. I do not hear anything from the woman who lives on the second floor next to me this way. I do not hear anything from the gentleman that lives under her. For some reason, the insulation or the soundproofing between top and first floor is a little on the weak side. So I yeah. literally can hear when Angie coughs sometimes. She like when coughing <laughs> fits. So I'm always like, are you okay down there? No. <laughs> well, at least we'll announce for her. Yeah, that's interesting, too, because I know, like, Casey and Dustin, um, 
the first apartment that they were in over uh, West Canton Street in the South End. Um, I stayed there and watched Sophie one time when they were away, and I could hear those are condominiums. They just happened to be renting that condominium, and I could literally hear the guy upstairs coughing and sneezing and hacking, and I was like, that would be enough of that for me. <laughs> so, um, so those are some of the pros um, that you were saying, that you don't have to do the maintenance. It's very carefree and all that. Why don't you tell me what some of the negatives are? Other than you can hear her. Other than you can hear her. <laughs> um, well, I really didn't have any negatives until my situation happened here. Um, a negative for me in a condo would be, you know, the soundproofing between top and second floor. It is on the weak side. Um, but there are rules you need to abide by. Now, I abide by them, so I don't have an issue. But I do get frustrated when I see others breaking the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm like, seriously, you're not supposed to have bird feeders on your porch. Now I know why, you know, and a woman across the way has several of them. And then I have to keep an umbrella open on my porch so it doesn't become poop central for the birds. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, there are things like that. I get frustrated when I, when, you know, I notice someone breaking the rules because I. But that's also the reason why you chose there. I mean, that is actually, it's a, it's a positive for people who are considering purchasing when you're in tight quarters with other people, you don't want Sanford and Son living next door, right? I mean, yes. those are things that you can control when you're buying a condo or a townhouse. You can't generally control those when you're buying a single family home no, on a side street unless there's an HOA that handles all that. I have a I have a question about the HOA. So when when things like that happen, so the rules are being broken, is there who's yeah. enforcing them? Is some do you get fined? Do you get letters? How how does that process work? Um, I we do have a management company who manages the Gables, and I do have a contact. I'm just going to name him Chris. I won't say his last name, but uh, he must see my number come up and go, Oh God, what is she complaining about now? wonderful um he's wonderful um i do send emails he is very responsive to me via emails and when i do have complaints um like one day um, a new neighbor came in and there was just like garbage on their porch and i'm like yeah that's not gonna fly for me i'm not walking by that garbage every time i gotta walk to my unit so i sent an email the next day the garbage was gone so they will contact the person that you know, I complain about because I'll give them a unit number and he'll reach out. Also, when you're in a condo, um, my condo just recently changed. Um, we are now responsible for power washing our own front porches and back porches. Um, they used to do the front porches, but now they only do like the buildings and they'll do spot power washing. Do they give you a reason why? Expense. It's just becoming, you know, they want to try to keep the condos fees decent which i think my condo complex has decent compared to other people who pay large yeah, but if you think about the alternative to that liz is you're going to be somebody who it's going to bother you when your porches get gross Let me but you have you have one that i when i went yeah. there recently yeah. during your accident i was like that looks I awful can, yes and i will put in a call and i will say you know chris i mean I don't even know if that guy owns a broom. Is he aware (laughs) that he's responsible for power washing his own, you know, deck, front porch, back porch? And he'll reach out to that person, and they do get warnings, and I've heard they do get fined if they don't power wash their property. 
even though now we're financially responsible for the power washing, I get mine done every other year. And I think last, not, I think last year I did it. Yeah. Last fall I did it. And it was like, you know, 300 and something dollars. That may be a lot of money for some people. It's a lot of money for me, but you plan ahead, you budget, you know, this is going to come up and you got to get it done. So I'd rather pay someone to do it than, you know, be on the condo naughty list. So yes, and, and guess you're fine. better off than I guess if you can maintain your own expenses and put a little money aside. I guess that that's better than having your condo fees go up. But Mel, doesn't this this is so interesting, isn't it? Oh, she just had somebody come into the office. Yeah. But isn't it interesting? Hi, Tracy Grady. Oh, Tracy knows actually. Tracy, grab on some headphones there. Hello. Hi. Hi. So I don't know if you're running off to an open house or what, but we're talking about condos. This is my sister Liz. And Trace, Tracy, do you have a couple minutes that you can stay? I can't. We have an open house at 11 o'clock in Situate. Oh, okay. Because no, we're, we're talking about condos, but why don't you, real quick, just, this is Tracy Grady to all of our WATV listeners. She's a full-time real estate agent with her husband at Boston Connect Real Estate. They're the best of the best. They have done several projects that are new construction condos. So um, maybe we'll do a new construction show and we can discuss that. Maybe we That'd can plan great. on that for two. Oh, you can't do Tuesday, but maybe we can do it and we'll do it soon. Yeah. But um, one thing, how about just a top tip if you're buying a new construction condo? New construction condo, ooh, being put on the spot. Um, it's been a little while since we've had some new construction. Um, it, you just have to be able to get the layout that you want. Not everybody wants a first floor master bedroom, but it's a really popular. So when you go into a condo and you're starting looking around, kind of have your list of what you must haves in a condo, I think is super important. Some people, they don't care whether they have a first floor master bedroom, but at this mm -hmm. point, if you're a downsizer or a right sizer, you probably don't want to be going up and down stairs five years from now. And you probably don't want to move again five years from now. You've got to be in a place where you can be comfortable, one level living, if you require that. I mean, you can start out on the second floor, but it's nice to have that availability to have a first floor master suite, uh, primary suite. On the first were, the, were the two developments that you did in Pembroke, were those 55 plus? No, neither one of them were 55 plus. Oh, okay. Yeah, nope. All right, interesting. Uh, 590 Washington Street, which was right next to Dairy Twist, uh, yep. was not 55. And the other one we did at 220 Center Street, which we have a unit there a available, yeah. a condo. It's available to rent or to buy, uh, unit 14. It's on the second floor. So again, not for everybody, but it is available to rent or to purchase, um, whichever works best for you. But it's a beautiful con. It's brand new. It's um, basically three years old. Hard How many bedrooms? Two bedrooms, one full bath, beautiful kitchen with an island, quartz countertops. All the appliances are included. The washer dryer is in the unit. Um, it has a little deck off the side that you can sit outside. It's really adorable. Um, so, and that's super, super convenient for people who want to walk to the center and Pembroke, any Pembroke. of that. You can get your yeah. nails done, get a pizza, go to the hardware store, check a book out from the library, and all at the same time. <laughs> I mean, you're just going to need a bigger bag. That's and all. stop at the post office and drop off your mail. So how much is that on the, that unit on the market for? It's on the market for um, $459.9 to purchase. And if you're interested in renting it, it's $2,900 a month. First, last, and security deposit. Ready to move in anytime. Hardwood floors were just up. So it is a great opportunity. So perfect. Yep. So you know my awesome. husband. Tracy, give out your phone number. I know you get. <laughs> you know my husband. Yeah. He's yeah. He's I can. I can hear you. I can hear your husband downstairs, and I'm in Edgartown right now. So I Tracy, give everybody your phone number. So if they want more information on that condo, he's probably listening right now. Like 
Get down here. Oh, you can reach me at 617-620-8484, or you can reach Jim at 617-842-4019. We have the condo at 220 Center Street to buy or to rent, and we're on our way to 179 Haverly Road in Situate right now. Beautiful contemporary Cape, one block back from the beach. Absolutely spectacular. So we are busy this weekend. So. And perfect for an investor, too. Perfect. That property is perfect for an investor as well, right? It is. Airbnb. Yeah. He's texting <laughs> Melissa right now, like, get her down here. All right. Bye. Good All right. Thank you, guys. Happy anniversary, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Kids, you. Okay. Bye. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, Tracy. Jim's like very odd. <laughs> Go ahead. Mel, you take it from here, though, okay? Because I just have to plug in my Wi-Fi. Uh, I missed that because I wasn't listening. But, um, okay, so, <laughs> yes, that was Tracy Grady. She is on her way to open houses. I could hear somebody downstairs blowing up balloons, and I tried to look out the window. I don't know if you saw me, like, walking away, like, opening the curtain. I'm like, I didn't see a car. I didn't see Jim's car. But, hi, Gemma, you're listening. Um, if you guys have any questions about condos or just want to say hi to us, happy Saturday. 781-837-4900 is the number um, at the studio. George is filling in today. I think George can hear me. Hi, George. Um, hi, George is filling in for Tim today. Tim's on vacation. So um, we got George. Oh, yeah. We got our Tuesday George. Yay. Hey. Tuesday George. <laughs> oh, he can hear me. Hi. Yeah. Uh, any callers <laughs> out there, don't be, don't be shy. Call in. Ask oh, questions. Yeah. Call- Call in. We love to talk. Um, and we always give gift cards when people call yeah. in. So. Always good. Yes. Yes. yes, um, yes. Okay, so where were we before Tr- uh, Tracy came in? Hmm. We were talking pros and cons. We were still talking about <laughs> pros and cons. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Liz, this is one of my, this is what I was starting to say is, you know, as much as it's perfect for a person like you with like your a type personality where you know what you this is how it is these are the rules this is what you have to go by but i think that it's really really important when you are purchasing a condo that you look at those things before you purchase so from a buyer agent perspective i'll talk about that aspect of my life when we are helping a client purchase a condo we always ask for you know the budget we want to make sure that it's strong and healthy. Um, it's going to be sort of required, by the way, by your bank or your loan, your mortgage company. We also look for the rules and regulations. And in those rules and regulations, this is what my sister Liz is talking about right now is, you know, you can't put pelicans out on, you know, the grass. You can't, you know, there are things that you can't do. You can't put out your own swing set. You can't put out a clothesline. You can't do all of the, you can't store um, a motorcycle. Well, maybe a motorcycle you could put in your parking, but you can't store boats and RVs and things in your no parking No new tennis, but TVs, you can't get, you know. A oh, no dish, you can't do dish? No dish here either. Okay, which is good because then you would be hanging. That drives me nuts. If I Mm -hmm. had to pull the window and see a bunch of dishes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, for the person who wants that, because I know that a lot of times when we talk to people and they'll say, well, I don't really want to live in a condo. I think what they don't want is they think about everybody else's stuff or being that in that close proximity to other people. Um, I had a condo development right across the street from the one that Tracy was just talking about that she has for sale in Pembroke. Um, that was years ago when I was the listing agent on that new development. And that was a 55 plus development. If you are thinking about right sizing, again, that is a 
term that I sort of coined. Um, it's not downsizing, it's right sizing. So you're finding the right size for you right now. Um, that was a 55 plus development. If you are looking for that, and we thought that this was a good time of year to talk about this too, because we're thinking about people who maybe want to sell their four bedroom colonial or their big cape or whatever they have, or any home that they have because of exactly what Liz is talking about. She doesn't want the maintenance anymore. She doesn't want to do that. If you're thinking about maybe snowbirding and getting into a development and getting into a condo now is a good time to be thinking about that. So you can have a house here and you can have a house down in Florida or down South somewhere. Um, but that 55 plus development, one of the things when we're looking at the rules and regulations, I know hundred percent that one, only one person has to be 55. So you could have a 55 year old woman, we'll put it this way, who's married to a 50 year old man, Ooh. a second marriage. <laughs> yeah. And he has two children that he has full custody of. Well, guess what? that family can live in that 55 plus development, mm -hmm. even though it is a 55 plus. So yeah. those are the things you want to look at. I well, Sarah, did you just, did you say right before that? Sorry. Um, I was on Facebook, but, um, do, did you say that there are developments that everybody has to be 55 yeah. or over? Okay. Yep. Yeah. There are definitely developments that everybody who is living in that unit has to be 55, which I think that honestly, when a 55 plus is being developed, I think that the mindset of the town and the planning board, and I'm guessing that they're probably more attuned to this. And probably when this first one that I had done, it was one of the first of that type of, you know, 55 plus development that had been going on. I'm not sure that planning boards and zoning and everything were thinking about that aspect of it. But I would say for the most part, anybody who wants to live in a 55 plus development, they're thought process is everyone there would be 55. So definitely look into those things. Um, one of the things, now Tracy, I was trying to prompt her, but she couldn't read my mind. She's not like you, by the way. No, she's wonderful. She's great. But I didn't have enough time to sort of set her up to read my mind. When you are purchasing new construction, um, and again, to all of our listeners, you've heard my sister Liz, who's here joining us today. I'm so super excited about this, by the I way. I know. It was a pleasant surprise <laughs> here on a Saturday. Surprise I Saturday. <laughs> I know. And I actually texted her like 15 minutes before the show. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, when you are buying new construction, and I've done a lot of new construction condos as, as well, generally speaking, the condo fees are low. And they are low because as those developments are being built, generally the developer, the contractor, is the one that's doing all the maintenance. They're the ones, they have their crew doing the landscaping. They have their crew doing the snow removal. They have their crews doing all the little maintenance or anything else that comes up. Once, once that subdivision is done or once that complex is done and they move on and they hand over that development either to a management company or an on-site, you know, the association dealing with it with the homeowner association themselves with all the homeowners, then you hire the landscaper, you're hiring them to do the plowing, you never know how much snow you're going to have every year, these costs sort of grow. So I always tell people when you're buying new construction condos, yes, the condo fees will be low, but you should plan on them being significantly higher once that development is done. And with Liz, it looks like the Gables, they're going through a management company. And I like a management company, by the way. Um, sometimes they're a little difficult to deal with, like, but just because they're so busy, you know, when you're trying to get 
60s and condo questionnaires filled out and all that other stuff. But the larger ones, they treat it like a business. Mm -hmm. So they are prepared. And it looks like your development was very prepared for knowing that they couldn't absorb the cost of cleaning those decks anymore. So they pushed it off to the homeowners. Yes. Um, we, we, have, we even have a board of trustees. Uh, every year there's an annual meeting and different residents who live at the Gables, you know, will kind of, you vote on who you want on that board. So we are a large community here. We have like over 300 units here. They're either one floor units like mine or else they're townhouses. Um, so it's, it's very large, large complex. I, I don't think I've ever seen a complex this large in regards mm -hmm. to the condo complex. So we do have the board of trustees who are who are selected by the residents. And then we have um, Bristol South, which is our management company. So we're not the only property they manage. They also have other properties they manage. They, you know, do all our condo fees. And, you know, with my issue, Chris was here. He lives all the way, I think, in Rentham or he was in Rentham and, you know, I called him about what was going on in my unit and he was here. I mean, he dropped yep. what he was doing and drove out. I mean, so it is good to have a, a good management company. Um, I'm able to like uh, navigate through all the nuances between the insurances and that will be a topic hopefully we can get in later in the show. Yeah. But um, it was very eye-opening and it's still a little annoying to me because the way the bylaws are written and the master policy is written, yep. they both are joined to the party. Even and, though, and that's one yeah. of the things that I was saying is, you know, when I'm working as a buyer's agent, I mean, that's you have to really be cautious when you're thinking about buying a condo and reading those fine details. And again, I've done several developments. Um, the Grady's have done several developments, and like I'm right now doing just even two units in Dorchester. It was a um, it was a two family that I sold off market to a developer who condominiumized it. So we have one under agreement. We have another one, but we're in the process right now of doing all the condo docs. It's really important to, to look at those condo docs, but I want to give Mel a chance to sort of pipe in here too, <laughs> because she came in on a Saturday and we're sort of going, I'm going all over. No, I think that this is, no, I think that this is a, this is great. I mean, I know we wanted to get into sort of, uh, you know, if Liz, you were in the process of selling sort of what that would look like, um, you know, I want to focus more on like the selling aspect of it because um, we need more inventory. <laughs> so mm -hmm. if anybody is thinking about selling their condo, we would love to see that mm -hmm. on the market. It doesn't necessarily have to be with us, but we would just love to see more inventory. So Sharon, what are some of the things that you um, sort of talk to sellers about when they have condos? So say Liz calls you up, Hey, sissy, I want to sell my condo. What do I do? What's the process? How do I get there? All that. First of all, how did you know that my sister used to call me sissy? Did you know that? I didn't know that. Phone. She's in my phone as sissy. I, oh, so, my God. So, I'm so, like, call oh, sissy. <laughs> so I know that you that, that that happened. And also my mom and my brother call me sissy. And I'm in their phones as sissy. So it, it just sort of has always stuck in my head for the past six years that you know it might have been said six years ago my first day uh, that you know so that was there yeah. because, because I, yes. I have it too I am sissy I am sissy um 
You know, I think it goes back to, you know, the opposite of what you're doing as a buyer's agent. You know, just be prepared for what questions a buyer's agent is going to ask you and a good buyer's agent. So if Liz was putting her house on the market, her, her condo on the market, as a seller, I know my sister is very, very organized. But if you are not very organized and this is something that you're considering, get yourself organized. We'll ask you for a copy of those condo docs. And again, sometimes you have to get these, you know, some people are like, oh, I get an update. They just throw it away. They're not even reading them. You know, you want to keep all that information together. Make sure you have the contact information, whether it's the homeowners association or, you know, a management company. So we can get the condo docs. The first thing, most offers that come in on your property are going to say contingent upon review of the condo docs and budget. I'm going to switch over now as a buyer's agent. I always like to see the last six months of the minutes. So I think that that's a very wise thing to do. I'm sure Liz has minutes of the meetings if when they have their annual meetings, but it's really important to have those minutes because I remember one time and uh, I was helping a client's daughter buy a condo. It was down in Plymouth and she really liked the unit made the offer it was contingent upon the review of those minutes and everything else that i had requested and in there it said that this development actually there's a lot of rentals there that's something to think about when you're buying okay how many people can buy are there a lot of investors just buying in there and renting usually there's a percentage that can be rented and they can't go over that threshold mm -hmm. um that's really important um but I read in there that one of the units was being rented and the tenant in there was harassing the females who also lived in that development. So I just said, I just don't think that this is a good situation. I mean, it's been going on for six months. I'm looking at and reviewing these minutes. So that's something I think as a, you know, as a seller agent, I would probably ask for those from my client, but that isn't something that I have to give to a buyer unless they're yeah. asking for it. Do so. you typically see somebody asking for that? Do you, do no. you always see, you don't? I only see it from Boston Connect agents because that's how I trained them. <laughs> it's funny because Michelle, like I said, is getting ready to put uh, a condo on the market and she asked me about the minutes. Um, and, you know, when do people typically ask for them? How far back do they want? And I just sort of give gave her a synopsis of why a buyer would want to see them. Um, it, you know, any special assessments coming up? Are there somebody... Yep. You know, um, that's a good point. Now, stop on that. Explain why that might come up, the special assessments in a minute. Yeah. So um, it's required to write down everything, Sharon. You are a part of meetings and you're supposed to write mm -hmm. the minutes for those uh, for the town yeah. of Pembroke. And, um, you know, somebody's there writing down literally everything that that is said and done in these meetings, who is attending them, what time things are said, all that. Um, so it's important to look through these because maybe they only meet once a quarter or they meet month to month or once a year. Um, but you want to look back at these and see, okay, um, you know, two meetings ago, they said that unit whatever or building whatever needs a new roof. Okay. So it's a condo association. We all got to chip in. We all got to pay it. So there is an assessment. There might be an assessment. So by the time a buyer comes in, it might be three months after three to six months after um, this 
was said in the meeting, they might have to start paying. And how do you feel? How, you know, how do you feel mm-hmm. about having to pay a special assessment as soon as you get into a condo? Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, in my head, I'd be like, well, sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> you know, that's why I can't, I can't live in a condo. <laughs> Uh, Here's the other, uh, another good example too, is um, a few years ago when we got a ton of snow, um, we, I mean, there was so much snow and some of these developments didn't have any place to put the snow. So they were actually had to pay to haul the snow out of here. And I want to say it was in 2015 that that happened. There was, you remember we had like nine foot snow banks at the end of streets. They had to pay to have that snow removed. So they ended up with a special assessment. Mm-hmm. So you don't know about that. But I mean, it takes time for all those things to sort of go through. So if you're asking and requesting the minutes of yeah. the meeting, you can see that, hey, we got this extraordinarily large bill for yeah. snow removal this year. We have to have a special assessment and every unit is going to have to pay an extra thousand dollars. Yeah. Anything like that. Or, hey, the um, the parking lot in um, a lot of these were done in phases, but that's another story for another day. But like different whatever different sections of a development liz like you you have 300 units there so you must have separate associations right no just we one just, we just are all one big happy one family. all one association <laughs> but they must have um, <laughs> um i'm glad to see that you're happy that's a really good thing for the gables i actually have other clients that live in the gables as well so um but it it might be like um like you are not going to pay for if, if somebody if in front of your unit they had to do a new driveway and the new parking lot that would show up in the minutes you know like what is your 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 units like where you are called like section 100 or something like that um i am my area is regency way each area has its own name so i'm perfect the lane area and then this gets in way perfect yes so each and they have we have our own streets our own stop signs um yes so and they a letter will come out and tell you know there'll be a letter informing you know you got you need to park in guest spots over by the clubhouse we're repaving i mean that seems to happen frequently so Mm -hmm. um, so that's one of the reasons why you would want to be on top of that and look um you know to see if there are any special assessments so melissa thank you so much for bringing that aspect up so yeah um other that you can look at it um any anything say uh <laughs> there's been break-ins um so I, I this actually happened to me my cousin um was looking for a condo i was helping her um we were at a showing and we didn't even get through the door and there was something posted on the outside saying like oh due to all the recent break-ins and we were like yeah i don't think we're gonna uh go in here <laughs> gonna you know walk away from this but something like that so you know if somebody comes through and you know is breaking into cars and uh you know anything or there's someone creepy walking around or something these are all going to be in the minutes because they have to be talked about that that's the that's the forum for these things to be talked at um and sign it say in private way yeah when you come into the gables so i mean there is stuff like that but get to back to assessments which i think is a very important um thing to discuss i recently found out that uh windows and front doors and sliders you know i have the set of sliders are 
response the owner is responsible for replacing those so in the gables mm -hmm. they're not going to give you an assessment because everyone needs new windows or everyone needs new front doors so i just had to go through that process um about a year and a half ago i had to hire a company to come in to replace my whole front door because it was starting to rust out on the bottom and they needed a copy of the bylaws because they had to see that it, i was in the right by replacing my front door. And then I needed to get approval from Chris and the management company saying, yes, approval is granted for the replacement of her front door. Now it cost me, I think a little over six grand to replace my front door, but each owner is responsible for their own windows and doors. So I six think that's grand for a front door. I know yeah. six grand for a front I door. I literally just, I, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my goodness that's, that's a nice front door oh, I, I mean i got one it. of those triple insulated doors and they also had to replace the whole they literally does it cook your dinner too does it like take you out on dates because <laughs> what <laughs> but they had to replace the whole entryway so it wasn't just taking a door off the okay. and putting a new door they literally had to gut my whole entryway and install a whole new unit. And then I got a, obviously a new, um, you know, uh, storm door as well. I mean, but I had to stick by the design. I couldn't get one of those lovely country doors that I love when I see on houses with the little windows. And yeah. I couldn't, I had to stick by standard spec and the color, the color of my shirt, all the doors mm -hmm. in, this color in this complex. Uh, but it was my responsibility. Now, a lot of condo people, like when I told my next door neighbor that, They've lived here since day one. They're original owners and they had no clue they're responsible for their own doors because they needed to replace their back door. And I said, nope, that's coming out of your pocket. The association that is not part of any assessment or building, you know, upkeep. So I think that's also important for listeners getting into a condo, you know, especially older condos, find out who pays for that? Who's responsible for window replacements? Who's responsible yeah. for door replacements? That's a, that's a good, like, I'm learning because I didn't know that. Well, I guess maybe if I thought about it, but I hadn't think I hadn't thought about it because <laughs> I don't know if I could deal with a, um, an HOA because I am sort of like, I want to be in control. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if I, I, you are a rule follower. I think I'm a rule follower. Do you think so, Sharon? Would you? You are definitely a rule yeah. follower. Yes, I'm a rule follower, but I like to make the rules. I think that's the difference. So maybe I'll be a landlord instead. <laughs> maybe I'll I'll run a uh, HOA. But um, we only have about five minutes left. Um, and I did tell Ginny Wandell um, that I would plug her open house uh, because I am going to it. She asked me to attend because I attended Matt Mahoney's um, open house last week in the same town. So I will be, well, I'll be there in about 20 minutes after the show. But um, 8 Ann Way in Carver um, is Ginny Wandell's new listing. She will be there today and tomorrow from 11 to 1. Again, it's 8 Ann Way in Carver. Uh, three bedroom, one and a half bath. It's It looks great. I mean, I, I'll follow us on social media because I do pictures and videos when I go to um, the open houses for our agents. And um, it does, it looks great. I, she, she asked me to come and I said, oh, yeah, I want to see that in person. Um, but it is on the market for five forty nine. So again, eight Anway and Carver. She will be there today and tomorrow, eleven to one. Um, okay. So we have about four minutes left. 
Any, any Four minutes left. Liz, I want Liz to get the opportunity to talk about some of the things that she learned with this accident that she had at her house. <laughs> and um, I think it's really interesting. So we have to stay on track, okay? So okay. do it in two minutes. I will. <laughs> okay, I have a personal homeowner's policy. The first thing I did when I bought the condo is I made sure I had the master policy. Let's refer to it as that. I went to my insurance agent and said, where's my gaps? So because I wanted everything coverage in an event of a hurricane, tornado, or disaster, I got a $90,000 personal policy, which covers studs in and my personal belongings. Now, because of my situation, my damage in my unit is $33,000. Even though my insurance can clearly cover it, it has gone over $20,000. According to the master policy and the bylaws, now the master policy comes to the party. Now, here's the interesting thing. Master policy only covers original spec. So master policy will pay for my ceilings to be replaced, my walls to be replaced, and my hardwood to be replaced. It will not cover my carpets in my bedroom. So now my personal policy will pay for the carpets in my bedroom. Wow. And my personal policy will cover the $20,000 deductible for the master policy. So basically, I pay the $20,000 deductible with my insurance, and I pay for carpets and a few other things with my personal policy, but the master policy is only going to cover spec. Now, here's the situation with the poor woman downstairs. She does not have insurance. She had a $10,000 policy, which has already been used up from a company that came in to provide drying services and to remove some white carpet in her ceiling that collapsed in her basement she has not had full demo done so she still has walls and ceilings that need to be removed but she's already out of her insurance now here's the other thing remember when i said we'll only cover to spec that basement that got destroyed is not <gasps> original spec oh master policy will not be covering for her her basement to be repaired so very very important to spec you need to make sure you read documents very clearly when you're buying a condo and make sure you have the gap insurance. I also use gap insurance on my car. I can afford 20 extra dollars a month, but I can't afford $13,000 if someone totals my car and I still owe 12. I mean, come on, people. It's I can't. <laughs> <laughs> you be on the show every week? I mean, come on, people. Just listen. I can afford $57 a month for my homeowner's policy, but I could not be in a situation like the poor woman yeah. upstairs now that has to come up with $20,000 deductible. She's already used 10 of her 10. She only had $10,000 worth of coverage, and it's already been used just for the few things that had to be done downstairs to make sure mold didn't grow. Now, she's now in, in her well, situation, just so we can let everybody know, I mean, she you don't want to take this chance. Yes, she does have an option of going after my repairman. She could yeah. sue him. She could get legal action going, but that's going to take a year in the court system, people. Let's face it. So she is in a whole world of... <laughs> she, I mean, she didn't do her due diligence. She thought everything would be covered under master policy. None of her furniture is going to be replaced under master policy. All right, so we have a minute left. Yeah. And you know what? Liz, will you join us on Tuesday night? How about if we continue the conversation about condos on Tuesday night, Mel? Yeah. And okay. we can talk about the insurance because Liz is very passionate about this. So, Liz, can you join yeah, us at 6.15 yeah. on Tuesday? Uh, Tuesday's a work from home day, so yes, I will be home. Perfect. Okay, perfect. So you can do it from home or join us in the studio, and then maybe we'll take you out to dinner or something afterwards. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
with my hands because I'm very passionate about this. I know you are. So to all IWAT listeners, we only have 30 seconds left, so we have got to go. I can't hear our outro music. Mel, can you just take us out? Yeah, so bostonconnect.com. You can get all of our contact information, talkrealestateroundtable.com to listen to any of our last shows. We'll see you on Tuesday. Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye. Liz. Bye, George. Bye. See ya.